Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries, and this is Solid Steps Radio, a show for men by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And if you're just listening, thanks for listening. You may be catching us on the car on the way somewhere, and love for you to hear more of our show in its entirety, past shows, you can go to iTunes. There's a little spot. I, I, somebody the other day didn't know how to find a podcast. I said, pick up your iPhone. <laughs> on the very front of your iPhone, there's a little purple button that says podcasts. It's already on there. You click on that, and you go to the search window. You type in Solid Steps Radio. It'll come up, and you can listen to it anytime you want. So we'd appreciate you doing that and passing it along to anybody else. <laughs> We're talking about the soul today. And uh, <laughs> we got a Scott in the break told me, he goes, I made a mistake. I got <laughs> <laughs> you got to make it right. So, Scott, go ahead. No, no, come on, man. Just go ahead and, we're, hey, this is good for your soul. Go sure ahead. it is, because the first number that came into mind after I knew I made the mistake was still not the right number. So, uh, this is a this is a shout out to Sam. He is my youngest son. I referenced him as being three in my story, but he is six. So, there's a huge difference. <laughs> you know, that's half the time. It's not right. It is. It is. And Sam's a unique, godly young man. He's my wood splitter. So, I apologize, Sam. Uh, I apologize to my wife, too, who probably knows I've got other things wrong here, too. But I, I didn't know, Chad, you were going to Hey, man, it's okay. the it's radio, good maybe. for the soul. There you, go. Confe- you know what? Confession is good for the soul. It is. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen that he, when we confess our sins and renounce them, that we find mercy. Not that that you sinned, but you know that there's something about when we just get vulnerable and honest. There's something refreshing that happens. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're, we, we've been talking about us, uh, our soul needs satisfaction, and I love what Ortberg says in here. He says, Jesus said, if you devote your life to pleasing yourself, you will actually destroy your soul. Whereas if you place honoring God above pleasing yourself, then your soul will be truly satisfied. Hmm. So true. I, uh, I know when I started my journey with uh, understanding uh, my soul, um, one of the first things that really connected with me was the quietness and how much I had uh, resisted being quiet, thinking that that's a waste of time, and learned that quietness really fed my soul and opened the doors for me to hear of God's love of me. And it was just such a blessing to me in the journey to understand the importance of quietness and downtime and and staying away from all the things that drive us as men, uh, whether that's performance or or, uh, accomplishment or whatever controls. Just that quietness was a healthy place for me. You know, uh, Richard Foster says that the enemy uh, zeroes in or majors on three things, uh, noise, crowds, and uh, what was the third thing? Um, um, I can't think of the third thing, but uh, noise and crowds, the enemy really, he pushes that into our lives. And that's why the psalmist says, be still, Mm -hmm. be quiet, be still, and know that I am God. Yeah, I like the analogy that he used of weaning your child. Um, for those of us that have had children, that becomes a battle, especially for our spouses who are trying to change the schedule of the little ones. Um, but Bill, I like the word that you used, resistance. And it's that we, you know, we, we, we want to resist 
to be quiet. Mm -hmm. We want to resist um, temptations that indulge our flesh or that are indulgences of the flesh. And instead, we need to learn to resist those and be quiet in those moments or in the gaps that are created when we resist. And so you do that in the still of a night holding a young baby um, because you don't want to nurse them, but you want to teach them that you're going you're gonna to go back to sleep at that point. <laughs> and so you might hold them really tight. Well, God does that to us, too. He wants to hold us really tight in those times we want to resist so that we can learn to find rest in that. And, and, then, and, and ultimately satisfaction. And, and absolutely satisfaction. And out of that rest and out of that care for us at that, that moment when we want to go for something else, um, we learn to, to bless out of that and to overflow out of that. That's, um, that's good stuff. He, he mentions in here a paradox of the soul is that it is incapable of satisfying itself, but it is also incapable of living without satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You were made for soul satisfaction, but you will only ever find it in the living God. The soul craves to be secure. The soul craves to be loved. The soul craves to be significant. And we find these only in God in a form that, that only he can satisfy us. And he said, that's why the psalmist says to God, because your love is better than life, my soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. Hmm. Yeah, it, it says here, we satisfy our souls through worship. We worship what we desire. And I think we talked about on the break how desire has been in some people's, we try to mute desire. You know, I don't want to desire things because it's bad. It's not. But if we desire the wrong things, our flesh, and let that control us, you know, it makes a really horrible master uh, to us, but I'm a pretty good servant if we can get that under control as far as our, our flesh. But I think we've kind of put this big and all-encompassing uh, desire in one group. Don't do it. And it's not really right. We should <laughs> desire certain things, and the desire is from God in us, but it's for things of him. It's for him. And, uh, you know, I think that sometimes we don't know what to do with the desire. Well, you know, we we have these desires, and they're ultimately the only satisfaction is is ultimately in the, in God, right. in the Lord, right? And we but we put these substitutes in, and uh, again, some of the substitutes are are okay things, mm -hmm. but then the enemy always wants us to, to go beyond the the the, the good things. You got any right. thoughts, Bill? Right, you exactly. Say Just landing between those two is the secret. How do we find? We have to be aware and we have to discern those things that are drawing us away from God versus bringing us closer to God. Even good things. Even good things, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, we were made to work, right? We were made to work, but men will overinvest in their work. <laughs> so it's a misprioritization of what God has given us to do. Yeah, that we, we find then our ultimate satisfaction in our job, in our promotion, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Wow. Well, that's, uh, we mentioned a strategic dis disappointment last segment. And uh, I, I love what he writes in here, you know, how we need to have strategic disappointment when we deliberately withhold things. And then he says, whenever you're disappointed, whenever you don't get your way, take that disappointment as a chance to practice soul satisfaction in God. Hmm. Well, I, and the, the part about work, again, you know, work is a soul function, it says here on page 164. Work is a soul function. And again, why, where do guys a lot of times 
where, where do idols in most a lot of men's lives it can be not necessarily but can be the idol of work you know i gotta go work i find my identity there it, it fills my soul per se and there's nothing wrong with working but it cannot become that over uh, overreaching idol in our life i mean even as a pastor i mean we can uh, you're, you're doing all these good things but you can get too much of those and pretty soon I, I mean my old professor who mentored me he looked at me one day and he says kurt that's called idolatry I'm like going, hey, 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 take it easy there, you know. I'm just trying to, you know, bless people, pray with them, encourage people, you know, preach, teach, you know, do all the right things. And uh, he says, your identity, you are, you are zeroing in on idolatry. I'm like, oh my goodness, I hadn't looked at it like that. Even doing really good things. Right. So wow. Well, um, he, he mentions here uh, as well, and I, I wanted to read this quote, again by Dallas Willard. Um, if you really want to experience the, the flow of love as never before, the next time you're in a competitive situation, either around work or relationships, or you know, whose kids are the highest achieving or looks or whatever, pray that the others around you will be more outstanding, more praised, more used of God than yourself. He says, really pull for them. Rejoice in their success. If Christians were universally to do this for each other, the earth would soon be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. <laughs> Scott, you mentioned uh, that you, you had that experience this week. I did, and this is hard for me, admittedly. Um, I'm a really competitive person, and I want to win in pretty much anything. Really? I, I really do. I, I, it's ingrained. <laughs> My wife knows that she's that same way. We, we battle about it because we both want to win. But the, the How's that working for you? It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. You. Something's working. He's got 11 kids. Right, so. no, no, <laughs> that part doesn't work. No, uh, this week, it was funny. I was reminded. I was thinking of uh, Philippians 2.3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. And, and um, I work at a beautiful company, wonderful company, been there 16 years, and, and, and a peer of mine went on a, a business trip this week that I saw that, uh, I have to admit it, at first seeing that notice, I was slightly jealous. And and um, as I've been working on my soul, I, I quickly turned that around to a prayer for that individual, much like Dallas has talked about right here. And I just prayed, hey, God, you've put him in that position for a reason. Bless him in that moment. And it took the pressure off of me. Uh, his yoke is light. Um, Jesus is, is, and that's the yoke that I want. And so um, it, it, it doesn't mean that I don't want to succeed. And I think men may view this as, well, I'm being passive or just not competitive. And that is within us uh, as men. But it isn't. It's freeing. It's, it's exactly the opposite. Um, so you were practicing what he describes in one of the quotes in here. The paradox of soul satisfaction is this. When I die to myself, my soul comes alive and what you were choosing to do was you were dying to yourself you were blessing others and then your soul comes alive we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with one more segment we're going to talk about the soul how it needs gratitude and we'll be back here shortly and finish up on solid steps radio welcome back to our fourth unfortunately and final segment we are talking today about soul Keeping, uh, from a book entitled Soul Keeping by John Ortberg, and we're talking about uh, how do you take care of your soul? 
And if you want to hear more about this, you can go to our our past podcast. But I I really recommend the book, Soul Keeping. It is a great entry level. It's not just an entry level. I mean, if anyone says, I have no idea what that means to take care of my soul, this is a great resource to go to. Grab another guy, read it, and and, and just uh, walk through this. But we've been talking about how the soul needs satisfaction and, and how the soul needs blessing. And now we're going to talk a little bit more about how the soul needs some gratitude. And gratitude is so powerful, and yet so many times it eludes us. We, 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 can, we can have 10 things that are going so well, and yet one or two things can be happening at work or at home, and we can begin to just be, maybe not murmur and complain, but it's, it's moving in that direction. And he's, he's really challenging us in this chapter to how do we have a, a heart full of gratitude because the soul needs that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things I've learned along my journey is that uh, um, the conflict, uh, the distraction of worry and regrets, worrying about things that I either need to do or need to get done that seem important at the moment and regretting the things that I didn't do well does not allow me to really enjoy the moment and the blessing of today. Now, I would never think or say that we can't deny, we have to deny our feelings or emotions. Those are important, but we must be able to be in the moment and understand where we are today and our blessings. And that's, that's habit. That's learning to do that all over again, because that's not what the world demands of us. Uh, and, and what we put on ourselves. We put on this fast-paced place of moving quickly and not taking time to slow down and just appreciate the blessings of what we have. I think that's why Paul says, in everything, give thanks. Mm. For this is, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. Giving thanks always. You know, pray without ceasing. Rejoice you know, forevermore. I mean, ha- have this ongoing rejoicing Mm-hmm. I say it again. He, and he's, he's saying that in Philippians when he's, um, he's in prison. Mm-hmm. Like, Paul, you're, you're out of your mind. Why, why, stop saying this rejoice, you know, and rejoice, I say again, rejoice. And you're in prison. You're supposed to be complaining, Paul. Right, right. <laughs> Scott, were you going to say something? Well, just the, the quote or the, the excerpt he has here, the truth is all of us can get so caught up in ourselves Hmm. that we too often don't take the time to be grateful to God and to others. So we're so caught up in the things that are going on in our own world that we can't even see areas to be grateful for. We can't even see where God is blessing us or bringing uh, items or opportunities or situations into our life to, to display himself or to allow us to be grateful for small things, not just big things. Hmm. You know, I think we're in a world where you hear stay positive. And the difference between, in my opinion, the difference between being positive and grateful is positive can be without a uh, someone to be great positive towards. Right. Mm. Keep a good attitude and be positive is one thing. Being grateful. There is someone you're grateful t- for to mm-hmm. because of and gratitude is one of those things that we're like lord thank you for you know be grateful in all circumstances and i was talking to somebody the other day who had a reason to be upset about something and they almost kind of just kind of dismissed it and i was like well there's room to be it's okay to be mad about something but to find gratitude and say you know what i'm thankful for things versus well let's look on the bright side well mm-hmm. the bright side's one thing but in the midst of not the bright side of things of life 
you can still be grateful because there's someone who is in control. God is in control. God loves you. He's with you. So having that attitude of gratefulness, man, there's someone you're grateful towards, and that's God. Yeah, he mentions in here, uh, in his book on page 171, the, the, the benefit. In order to be grateful, you have to receive and recognize a gift that you believe is good. You find it favorable. And that's why the Bible says, praise the Lord, O my soul. And then he says, uh, second, gratitude requires that there be a benefactor. Um, they are coming from someone who has good intentions for you. And then he goes on to say, in addition to the benefit and the benefactor, there is the beneficiary, the one who receives the good gifts of God. And that's you. You are the beneficiary of the benefits of a God who has your best interests at heart. And this is going on all the time. Yeah, for me, it was, uh, this spoke a lot to me in terms of, of recognizing and being honest with myself about what I am deserving of, which is, was really nothing. And yet still I receive a ton of benefits from God and I'm, and I have a right to, to really death and disruption, destruction because of my sin. But through Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm freed from that. And that out of that, I can praise the Lord and not only receive benefits, but also be a benefit or a blessing to someone else, right? So I receive the benefits of it from God and, and then it overflows onto others. I, my wife and I talk about this, that when our marriage is working right and our parenting work is working right is when we are getting it right with God. And then somehow it's out of the overflow that we don't even know is happening mm. that those around us are being renewed and built up and they are receiving benefits only because we are so focused on receiving the benefits and the blessings that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And then it and light and then and then life happens and it's so much more vibrant and loving and Christ like than when we try to do it on our own. Yeah, and when we walk in the power of the Spirit and there's there's an attitude of what you're talking about and then a, an overflow of gratitude and just praise. You know, that's why the psalmist said, his praise will always be on my lips. And when we have that, but he, but he it mentions here entitlement mm. also grows within us. And this is why for the soul, ingratitude is not just a psychological problem or an impoverishment of our emotional experience. It's a sin. Mm-hmm. And we, we how, how do, you, do you guys ever struggle with entitlement? Back to the place of Paul where um, you ever read the verse that he says he can be content in all circumstances. And just reading that to me makes me think, wow, that would be a place of peace that I could find that. And so I question myself, how do I get there? It's it's my my expectations are much greater and grander than probably they should be mm. on a day-to-day basis. And, and, and it's some of the expectations that the world puts on me to chase that get in the way of that. Mm. He said, do we feel an entitlement? Here's a definition to ask yourself if you feel like you have a problem with entitlement. Entitlement is the belief that this gift or that experience that God placed in my path is rightfully mine. I am owed. Oh, man. Then, yes, I do have a problem with entitlement because how many times do I say I'm owed a comfortable life? No problems. The deal should go fine. My wife should be always happy. The kids should be obedient on the first time and never disobey. I think I'm entitled to a comfortable life. Oh, brother, how foolish is that? Yeah, that's uh, that's ex- the exact opposite of what Jesus said. Jesus promised us not a comfortable, convenient life. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, trials, difficulties, pain, suffering, sorrow. But 
be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Which is a good reason to be grateful, right? <laughs> That's right. And it's just that that sounds so simple. Mm. Like I could explain that to a child and then hear myself saying those words and go, gosh, I don't really get that myself. But the truth is, it is that. The world is, is tough. It's not good. It's going to rebel. Your kids are going to rebel. You're going to rebel. But take heart. God has overcome that. And we can be grateful for the big, the big picture. Yes, well, yeah, he's been, and he's so gracious and generous with us. I want to, um, I just want to say in, in uh, a, a gratitude letter to God, and he mentions in here using the words, blessed are you, O Lord, and, he, and then you, you, you can fill in the blank, forgiving me my children, blessed are you, O Lord, who you've given me life and good health today, blessed are you, O Lord, for helping me get through this difficult day, blessed are you, O Lord, who forgives me when I sin, blessed are you, O Lord, for the great sunset you let me enjoy. And then he says, when you say, blessed are you, O Lord. You are not only expressing gratitude, but you are saying, I want to make you happy, and I want to praise you, God, with my gratitude for what you have done. It's a subtle reminder that gratitude is good for both the person expressing it and the one receiving it. Try it. That's all I have. Just try it. It, 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 it is so freeing that it, 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 I don't know, I guess it's revolutionary. It's not, though. It's, it's in the Bible, so it's been here for us the whole time. But golly, it's freeing when you do that. It's, you know, it, we are having sewer issues in our home right now, and I, it is hard at times to be grateful. <laughs> but um, God calls us to be grateful and to give thanks in all circumstances. And I can't believe our time is up. We have flown by. Scott, Bill, it's, it's been great to have you with us. Thanks for your input. Thanks for your you guys' hearts to not just come into the studio and share, but uh, that you want to be men who live out this life of blessing and satisfaction and gratitude. So thanks. Thank you, Kurt. Thank thanks, you, guys. Kurt. Appreciate thanks. it. Bill, would you close us in prayer? And just, would you just pray for us guys, sure. for us men, that we would be men who would uh, be like that. Sure. Thank you, Father, for uh, the truth that we're blessed by you uh, more so than we'll ever understand, and we're loved by you more than we'll ever stand, not just the men in this room, but every man in the world, and we're grateful for that. Teach us, Father, teach us to sit still so we can hear of your love, so we can know your love, not just from a place of word and thought, but in our hearts know your love that we could then only then go out and share that love with others and just help us through that journey encourage us father and show us the way we pray this in the name of jesus amen mm. amen amen <clears throat> thanks bill soul keeping that is the book by john ortberg we don't make any money from you buying it but you think we think you will benefit from reading about this a topic you've probably never even thought about much let alone invested in so we hope you invest in that and we hope you listen to us and pass this along to someone else uh, we want you to walk solidly with god and that's our desire so thank you for listening to solid steps radio